The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. And this is the Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock. World leaders currently gathering in New York at the United Nations headquarters. And Taoiseach Michal Martin is there. Minister for Foreign Affairs Simon Coveney is there. Our own political correspondent Sean Defoe is there as well. Sean, what is the mood at the UN? What has it been like with Vladimir Putin in particular ramping up? Uh, the pressure on Ukraine and the West? Yeah, well, it was always going to be a pretty tense week anyway, and there's a lot of tension coming into this week as the, the ramifications of the war in Ukraine are felt not only from, obviously, Russia and Ukraine and then the Western countries that are backing and supporting Ukraine, but then this is also on the world stage where the countries that we don't hear from really diplomatically, a lot the likes of, the, of African countries who are really feeling this even worse now because of food shortages in, in the Horn of Africa and elsewhere and where famine is just getting worse and worse, they've been able to have their say as part of the General Assembly and go, look, you know, it's not just the people in Ukraine suffering, this is having a global effect. And then obviously the announcement of Vladimir Putin, which nobody believes believes is a coincidence to be timed with this particular meeting that he is going to be ramping up the war effort, calling up those 300,000 soldiers and then making those nuclear intimidation threats has really cast a further crowd on it. And it's sort of been interesting talk to the diplomats here. They're all trying to figure out what is Vladimir Putin's end endgame here? Is it complete takeover of Ukraine? Is it trying to to annex to these uh, what are being called sham referendums, certain parts of it, and, and expand the territory of Russia? Or does he have another game of play? And sort of a delicate balance then going on, uh, mainly led by Joe Biden, the US president, in how you respond, because when there is a nuclear threat, obviously the response has to be pretty delicate. And that's what world leaders have been saying. We need to particularly dial this back and try to address it through dialogue while also uh, condemning Russia as, as strongly as they can. And in the last hour, the Security Council, I know, has been meeting. What has Ireland been saying? Yes, this is billed as the most important Security Council meeting today since Ireland took a seat on the Council two years ago. And it's sort of a strange one because the Security Council, it's not always that all the foreign ministers are here. And today's meeting is the first time that all of the foreign ministers from the different states, and in particular from what are known as the Permanent Five, the Permanent Five members in, in Russia, the US, China, the UK and France, are all here in person, which meant the likes of Sergei Lavrov, the foreign minister for Russia coming face to face with the foreign minister for Ukraine uh, in what you know was quite an, an emotional moment for uh, Kaleva, the, the Ukrainian minister. And a lot of the contributions have been very, very similar from the countries that are not Russia. They've been condemning the escalation this week, saying that nuclear uh, proliferation is not the way to go. That uh, Just earlier this year, in January of this year, Russia signed up to a declaration saying that nobody wins if things get to a nuclear war, but now are ramping up the threats. And the foreign affairs minister, Simon Coveney, he's been speaking, is saying the last hour, highly critical of what Putin has done this week. This week, President Putin again issues threats to use nuclear weapons. Let us be absolutely clear. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is the antithesis of the principles of the UN Charter. It is a grave violation of international law. It's an attempt to change internationally recognized borders by use of force. And no sham referendums can change that basic fact. It cannot be allowed to stand. If we failed, if we fail to hold Russia accountable, we send a signal to large, powerful countries that they can prey on their neighbors with impunity, which is something that every nation on earth should take note of. 
All right, that's Simon Coveney, Minister for Foreign Affairs, addressing the Security Council in the last hour. Sean, what about other countries on the Council? What have they been saying? What's the mood like? Well, the US in particular obviously has had a very strong voice and they've been interesting this week. Obviously, the US is one of the permanent members and benefits from that quirk of the Security Council where the five permanent members can effectively veto anything they don't like. It's something that the US has used in the past, that China and the Russia also use if ever there's a resolution up. And it makes it quite difficult for the Security Council to do anything, particularly on Russia, because if anything highly critical is put forward, the Russians will just veto it and it will go nowhere. And the Chinese can, can sometimes fall into that camp as well. Although it must be said the Chinese foreign minister today did... Um, if not quite as strongly as the other countries did condemn the, the, the actions in Russia and said that every state has right to, to its territorial integrity. But what the US seems to be doing is sort of playing this idea that Putin is something of an isolated figure, that even the likes of Sergei Lavrov maybe don't fully back this war and back this campaign. And Anthony Blinken, in his address to, to the Security Council in the last while, built on this idea that Joe Biden has been mentioning that, look, one man can end this war if they want to. This from a country that in January of this year, in this place, joined other permanent members of the Security Council in signing a statement affirming that, and I quote, nuclear war can never be won and must never be fought. Yet another example of how Russia violates the commitments it's made before this body. And yet another reason why nobody should take Russia at its word today. One man chose this war. One man can end it. Because if Russia stops fighting, the war ends. If Ukraine stops fighting, Ukraine ends. All right, that was Anthony Blinken. Now, you mentioned Sergei Lavrov, that maybe he's not entirely supportive of Putin. By all accounts, Putin not entirely supportive for several years of Sergei Lavrov. What has he been saying? Well, you wouldn't know from a speech that he wasn't entirely as supportive of it. It's all this wondering we have going on behind the scenes because uh, if Sergei Lavrov or any of the Russian delegation took in any of the criticism that was put by the other 14 nations on the Security Council. He certainly didn't seem to uh, in his speech. And indeed, Lavrov actually only came in for his speech and then left straight away and sort of left one of the more uh, junior members of the Russian delegation to listen to the castigating that all the countries were being put forward. Quite a long speech, quite a rambling speech where he denounced uh, Russian, prop- or not Russian, rather Western propaganda, uh, it repeatedly referred to to Ukraine as being a Nazi or a neo-Nazi state, said there are war crimes going on on the Ukrainian side that's not being reported by uh, anybody. He claimed that the, the massacres in Butcher were staged and that no one is uh, appealed to the Secretary General of the United Nations, Antonio Guterres, to, to actually look into this and prove that it was and in his speech, really claimed that the, the West is very getting very complicit in this war. No doubt that Ukraine has become a completely totalitarian Nazi-like state where uh, the norms of international humanitarian law are trampled on. There's no surprise that the armed forces and the national battalions are using the tactic of terrorists, using, uh, using uh, peaceful civilians as human shield. And here, what's particularly cynical is the position of states that are pumping Ukraine full of weapons and training uh, their soldiers. The goal is obvious. They, they're clearly stating it to drag out the fighting as long as possible in spite of the victims and destruction in order to wear down and weaken Russia. That uh, policy uh, means the direct involvement of the West in the conflict and makes them a party to the conflict. All right. Uh, uh, what has the Taoiseach 
been saying? I mentioned he is there. I know he's addressing the General Assembly tonight. Sean, who has he been meeting with as well? And do we know what he's expected to say tonight? It's kind of too, it's, it's funny the way they meet things here because everything is sort of like political speed dating when they get inside the UN buildings. And while there are plans to meet, you know, different world leaders, it's sort of whoever you could bump in in the corridor. So there's hopes that he might bump into Biden today, for example, although there's no meeting actually uh, confirmed and other heads of states. And what he's expected to say is, is quite along the lines of what a lot of the, the European leaders, certainly including Liz Truss, has been saying in, in con- condemning Russia's actions, condemning the escalation and what Simon Coveney said at the UN Security Council about the the nuclear proliferation, but also to sort of promote Ireland's uh, contributions towards the Security Council in the last few years. Uh, It's interesting speaking to some of the diplomats who I certainly haven't seen in a few years since here we were, Ireland was bidding for the Security Council. Now they're on the far side of it and nearly uh, giving up the seat in just a couple of months' time. And they're sort of looking back on the achievements, whether or not Ireland has done a good job and actually made a difference to something that for people at home could be quite abstract, you know, what is the UN Security Council? Are we actually achieving anything? And they're saying, look, obviously Ukraine happened while they were on there, or obviously the failures of the Security Council in other areas, but there are smaller little battles that Ireland sort of fought or led on, like securing humanitarian relief routes into Syria and other things that maybe they can claim wins. And I think that's what the Taoiseach is going to do later. And interesting on that, uh, because there has been an announcement today uh, by the Irish government of another 65 million euro for uh, aid towards TB and malaria, renewing of an EU fund or UN fund has been going for a number of years. But the Taoiseach has gotten something of a war of words with the comedian Tommy Tiernan, who has been tweeting and has mentioned on his podcast over the last while that Ireland is not doing enough when it comes to overseas aid development. We haven't reached that target of 0.7% of GNI to be spent on overseas aid that was made by Fine Gael back in 1974. And the comedian has been quite critical of that. The Taoiseach coming back today and saying, well, actually, it, it's not that simple and Ireland is stepping up uh, its overseas aid, has been committing more money. So it, it's interesting, though, that it took Tommy Tiernan of all people rather than any UN official to actually bring this out of the Taoiseach. All right, <laughs> Sean Defoe, thanks a million for that, Sean. Of course, uh, covering uh, that uh, UN General Assembly meeting, the Security Council as well, having met in just the last hour, Simon Coveney speaking there, the Taoiseach addressing the General Assembly tonight. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.